We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's December 2nd, it's 2022. 11 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. If you're hanging out with us over there on YouTube, what's up? Hope everyone is having a fantastic Thursday. We got some football. There was one basketball game. Um, I think that's over, right? So yeah, hope everyone's having a great Thursday. Joined today again by my buddy Keith Eiser. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, not too much. Nice little break from the NBA. Just a one gamer on, on Thursday night. Um, football game is going about as expected. Buffalo with a pretty decent lead here. So got a couple of teams that look pretty good on Thursday night football. So hopefully I can sweat those to a decent finish here while we're talking about some NBA on a nice big slate here for Friday. The fun thing about like um, showdown slates for NFL, NBA, baseball, anything, I, maybe not as much baseball as like NBA and NFL is like, you really don't sweat anything. You just see what the results are at the end. <laughs> yeah. You can be winning a bunch now and a couple plays from now, you might be winning nothing. <laughs> because like the last play, the last play of like these games, especially in football, like we've seen so much get like shifted just because of one play. So it's like, can't really sweat like i'm in a good position we'll see how it ends up but i can't really sweat it because it's just gonna frustrate me when something happens you know at the end of the game so keith for your sake hope that doesn't i hope you crush um and you'll have to let us know how it goes here because we got a big 11 game nba slate so i'm sure we'll still be talking basketball by the time the game is over so what's up john brown in youtube chat hope you're having a great day let's get into it 11 basketball games, a lot to talk about. Um, no back-to-backs. I mean, that's one good thing. Um, so let's get into it. We get started here with Washington at Charlotte. <sighs> 221.5 total here. Washington, three-point favorite. Hatchamar and right out for Washington on the Charlotte side. Hayward, Ball, 
Martin and DSJ out. I couldn't read my own handwriting. Um, gosh, don't you love when you do that? <laughs> Let's start here with the Washington side of things. Uh, I'm winning today. I am exhausted. I am very tired. I am on. I was telling Keith I had a Snickers before the show because I am like on getting my my sixth win for the day. So if I mess up today, I'm sorry ahead of time. Um, let's start with Washington. What do you like here for the Wizards? Yeah, really good matchup here. Washington is a tough team to play when all three of Porzingis, Beal, and Kuzma are out there. Um, it could be any of them that that smash, but Charlotte really struggles on the defensive end still this this season. Um, they're an amazing matchup for big men. So Porzingis is the first name that, that jumps out to me. I played a bunch of him the last time they faced off against Charlotte and he didn't quite get there. Um, he did okay, but he's up at age 700. I still think he's my preferred option. Um, just because of the matchup, I think Beal and Kuzma both in play. I don't know if I end up overweight on them just being the first game of the night on a big slate. I never like to go heavy on that on the first game or two. Um, whatever's in that seven o'clock window. Generally, I, I like to buy that extra half hour at least if I can, uh, but I will be overweight on Porzingis and I'll have exposure to Beal and Kuzma just because of, of the matchup here against Charlotte. I think we could make the case for Kuzma on DraftKings anyway. It's just too expensive at this point. I, I mean, I could see him going for 45, right? 45 at 8K on an 11-game slate, I don't think that's enough. I could be wrong. Um, I mean, anything can happen, especially in the NBA. But I think Kuzma is just to the point where he's too expensive, where, like, Porzingis has that, like, 60-plus point upside. So at 8,700, he could still crush. Um, so I don't hate the Porzingis call. Bradley Beal with everyone healthy has just kind of been doing his thing. Like we haven't seen him like fill up the stat sheet for assists. So we're really relying on him to put up like 40 actual points in a game to have a ceiling game. So I just don't know if he's the guy to do that. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned it. Charlotte's not a great defensive team by any means. Um, so I like it in that aspect. And, you know, it is a pace up spot for Washington going into Charlotte. Charlotte plays faster than them. So I want some pieces here. It's just maybe I'm looking at this on the prop side of things more than anything else because they're kind of priced in the right range everywhere. So Charlotte side, I mean, now like DSJ just continues to be out. Hayward is out. We know LaMelo's out like, I don't I'm looking at Charlotte going, I don't know what to do. Um, Theo Malton played 39 minutes in the blowout the other night. I expect him to probably be in like the 30 minute range at 4,400 against Washington. I don't think that's the craziest thing. What are you looking at here for Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte's tough. Um, with Rozier coming back after missing the last game, too, like the prices have adjusted a little bit. Like we got Mallet on at 3,600 in the last game when Rozier was out, but then he put up a, a nice game. So he's up to 4,400. Still think he's in play. He should get some nice run moving back to the bench with Rozier back in there. Uh, but he's had a pretty decent role here. You were on him, I believe, on that day. We did the the morning grind together. Um, unfortunately for you, Rozier got rolled out then, and he ended up chalk because that, that would have been a really nice tournament play, I think. Um, but he did end up chalk on that slate. Like, Ubre is priced up at 6,900. I 
I can't see him smashing that price tag. I think Rozier is probably the play if I if I was going a Charlotte piece, but I don't really feel the need to. Like Washington plays slower. They've been decent on the defensive end this year. I don't have a ton of interest in Charlotte here just because of the pricing. I don't mind some Rozier, and I think Maladon is a, a value saver. If we don't get a ton of value opening up, opening up makes makes some sense too. I don't have Fandle pulled up, and I mean, I try to just think general thoughts here. Uh, McDaniel's forty eight hundred on DraftKings a little expensive. If he's cheaper on like Yahoo or Fandle, I, I don't think his role really changes with Rozier coming back with with um, Hayward out and Martin out like he still probably plays 30 minutes and I don't hate him here. You know, Washington's a team that's always giving up a lot of three pointers to wings. Um, and I mean, if he's going to get up, you know, five to seven, three pointers in this spot, I, I, I don't hate him. Um, but overall, I mean, like you said, it's the first game of the night. It's a 11 game slate. I don't see myself getting a ton of exposure to this game, especially on the Washington side with everyone healthy as of right now. Miami at Boston, 224 and a half total here. Boston, eight and a half point favorite. Butler is questionable. So, I mean, that's an upgrade instead of him just being ruled out, you know, going into a game. Deadman questionable and um, Jovic questionable. I want to say Jokic every time, every time. <laughs> On the Boston side, Gallo and Williams remains out. So, I mean, this could potentially be like the healthiest Miami has been in a week and a half. If that were the case, I don't know how much I necessarily love Miami. Butler's 86, Bam's 81, Lowry's 7K, Hero's 7,300. If Butler plays, I think I stay away. I don't know. Maybe I take shots on Butler, but it was a knee. I don't know how much he's really going to, you know, play. I think Miami, if everyone's healthy, they're just priced up and I'm I'm probably going to stay away. Yeah, if Butler plays, it's tough. Um, I do want some Tatum, though, because that dude's just been absolutely smashing. And I want Brown's I need back, Miami. Though. What's that? Brown is back. back. Yeah. Uh, he played last game, though, too, didn't he? And yeah, Tatum and he, still went berserk, went for like 49 points, actual yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tatum's been playing awesome this year. So that that's kind of my thinking here. I'm only playing Miami on the other side of Tatum more than likely. Um, Like I really want Butler out to be able to do it. If Butler's in it, it becomes probably a lesser piece of my portfolio. Um, but I don't mind Bam at that price and um hero i think has has enough ceiling to pay off 7300 if it's going well for him like i said prefer butler out but those are those are the two i'm looking at to to run back my tatum exposure yeah i mean tatum the other night he shot eight for 12 from three-point land and had he was 11 for 12 from the free throw line so i mean he he had a he had a ceiling game um I mean, sure. no yeah. one's going to argue that like 75 is his ceiling. Um, he's 10-9. It's the same matchup. I want to see what ownership looks like around like 6 o'clock tomorrow. If he's flying under the radar again, like, okay. You know, we talked about his point prop on Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Uh, uh, you know, in the same spot. So if he is going to fly under the radar, sure. 
if he is getting that, oh, he's playing the same team he just put up 75 against kind of ownership, I mean, that's where I'll be underweight on him and just, I mean, stay underweight on this entire game if that happens. And it's crazy to think because, I mean, this game, what was it, 255 the other night? Um, so, I mean, there is plenty of ceiling in this game, and it's going to be a very competitive game, especially if Butler plays. So, I, I mean, I'm I'm probably looking at like a Tatum bam combo i think like bam had a okay game the other night and put up 40 fantasy points so i think bam tatum would be my stack in this game um because i don't really think bam's gonna get affected by butler being in or out um so i think that's what i'm looking at um in this one and I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't love this game. I, I should, I should probably like it more. I, I just think the other, I think the other night was an outlier game. So I, I don't disagree with you, but I will know both of these teams are for the, over the past couple of years, these have been two of the best teams defensively in the NBA and they have not shown that so far this season. Obviously Miami yeah, has been extremely what, banged up. Or six worse. Um, I think they're they're like twelfth. I just had it up. Yeah, my Miami's twelfth, but they've okay. been extremely injured. So they're they're a decent defensive team, I think, when they're healthy. Butler coming back would obviously boost that quite significantly. Uh, but Boston has really struggled on the defensive end. They're they're down at twentieth in defensive rating. Um, so like they definitely have reputations as teams that play slow, and and both do, and and both have reputations as good defensive teams. But we have not seen that so far this season. Um, so w- willing to take a little bit of shot of a shot here on this game, especially when I, I know, like I don't want to play anyone else on Boston. It's just primarily Tatum and accessing ceiling is really what I'm targeting. I agree with you entirely that if he does get ownership, then I'm not near as interested here. Orlando at Cleveland, two fourteen and a half total. Cleveland a ten point favorite. Mobamba questionable. Wendell Carter Jr. Harris Okiki Suggs out. Cleveland side, Allen remains out. Love is doubtful. Rubio and Windler remain out as well. Start here with the Orlando Magic side of this game. Cole Anthony came back the other night after missing over a month. He played 24 minutes in that game. Mar- uh, Markel Fultz came back the other night against Atlanta and played 17 minutes. It was his first game of the season. Um, I mean, it's kind of a – it's going to be potentially a crowded um, – you know, backcourt now with all these guys coming back, you know, Fultz is going to get minutes. Anthony's going to get minutes. Suggs is going to get minutes. Um, I mean, usage wise, it probably takes away a little bit of usage from Paulo and Franz Wagner. I just, this matchup for me is just screaming, just fade the Orlando side, potentially even look away from the Cleveland side. It's just Orlando is so bad against bigs when Allen out, Evan Mobley could smash in this game if he got the minutes in this game stay close. But, I mean, the problem is I hate projecting blowouts, Keith. I just worry about this game staying close. Yeah, I have the same concerns. And it's a really difficult matchup against Cleveland here for Orlando. They're dealing with a couple extra bodies now more than they've had recently. Um, Like, you could take shots on Fulton Anthony, I suppose, because they're still fairly cheap. Um, but I'm not sure that the minutes are going to be there for them to find a ceiling. Agree with you that, that Paulo and Franz are just a little bit pricey now, uh, with a couple more bodies in the mix. 
Um, Bamba is questionable still, I believe. Did you say? Yeah, he's questionable. Uh, yeah. So if Bamba misses, maybe that opens up a little bit more. Um, I, yeah, I, I feel like I'm fading Orlando here too. Um, but Mobley on the other side, I agree with you, is a great play. So might consider some, one of the cheap guards, Anthony or Fultz, I think would be the, the way to run it back. I, I think it'd be Anthony just because he it seems like he's gonna get a few extra minutes. They're gonna I feel like they're gonna be very, very careful with Fultz. Um like it was a toe, right? Um it was something with like his his toe or something like that. Um I can't remember. I'm a magic fan, I can't remember, but um yeah, I mean it'd be interesting this game in general. But we're moving on. We got Denver at Atlanta. 231 and a half total. Denver one and a half point favorite. One of the juiciest games on the entire slate. Green is doubtful. Mike Port Jr. is out. And then on the Atlanta side, Bodanovich is questionable. Capella is questionable. Collins is out. Holiday's out. And Kaminsky is questionable. Get to the Atlanta injury news here in just a minute. But I mean, this game screams upside. What are we looking at here for the Nuggets? Yeah, MPJ being out, I think, is helpful for Jokic and him being able to access that ceiling. We've talked about it a couple times already this year. Like he he hasn't been hitting a ceiling as much with Murray and MPJ back in the lineup. Uh, remove MPJ and his twenty something percent usage. There's more shots available for Jokic. Um, so eleven four is still extremely pricey. I think that there's upside at that price tag still a little bit. Like he could put sixty up pretty easily in this spot especially if, if Atlanta doesn't have the big men, like Capella is questionable on the other side. If Capella's out, I don't see who's going to slow down Jokic. Collins will be out as well for Atlanta. So they're, they're definitely short on big bodies. Um, and it's just difficult to have Jokic anyway. So I think this could be a pretty nice Jokic spot. I do like Jamal Murray as well. Um, 7,100. Dude's been incredible here recently. He's playing the minutes. He's been over 30 pretty consistently here in, in every game that's close. Um, re- reaching as high as like 34, 35 at times. 7,100, I'm, I'm fine with that. He probably draws DeJounte on the other side in this spot, which is a, it's not an easy matchup. Um, but I think he, he can still win in that spot, and it has a little bit of upside at that price. One other guy, Bruce Brown, I think with MPJ out, he has a chance to kind of step into that small forward role. He's just been doing a little bit of everything for Denver, filling in wherever he's needed. And he's been been playing really well in a bunch of different roles. So Bruce Brown at fifty nine hundred, um, like just a little bit of upside left on that at that price tag, I think. Um, I mean, so looking at like a Kongwu and Capella, they're not the best defensive centers in the league by any means. They're bottom half um, of guys that are eligible minutes wise. So, I mean, Jokic could and should crush in this game um you know he really hasn't had to play the last two games the games haven't stayed close i think this is going to be a very competitive basketball game in general and i mean pace wise it's definitely up there as far as overall pace denver gets a huge pace bump here going into atlanta atlanta top 10 denver i think is 21st or 22nd so I mean, I love this spot for Denver. It's just trying, like you said, trying to get the right pieces. Like Bones Highland said he was going to play Wednesday and didn't play any minutes. Um, so, I mean, concerned about that a little bit. Was it just the matchup and, you know, getting him healthy 
one more game, knowing that they were playing Houston, the game probably wasn't going to stay close. I think Jokic crushes here. I love the Jamal Murray call. I think he has some really solid upside in this matchup. And then after that, I don't think I want to play Gordon. I don't hate Bruce Brown, but 5,900 with everyone kind of back here, 35, maybe 40. I don't know if that's enough. Um, The Atlanta side is super interesting here too, right? Because, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see if Capella is going to play or not. It's a right ankle, like, soreness. He's kind of played through it against Orlando the other night. Um, So I assume that Capella is going to play. This line definitely suggests that Capella is going to play. But, like, Collins being out definitely changes what we're looking at here. Are we going to see, like, Jarrett Culver get a ton of run here at 3,700? Is he going to be the guy that kind of steps into like the the John Collins role? He played 30 minutes the other night against Orlando. Um, Collins, I think, played 15 or 16 minutes. Um, we know that like Kongwu is someone they'll give minutes, but I think he's more if like Capella's out. Um, I think it's going to be Culver. I could be wrong. Um, I mean, they do have like AJ Griffin, so they have other options here for Atlanta. But I mean, I guess I'm kind of burying the lead. Trey Young has massive ceiling in this game and um he's really good at basketball yeah trey i mean i like choosing between trey and Dejounte. it's i've always tended to lean trey um this season like he he's kept the same usage or very close to the same usage as as he had without Dejounte, and the assist rate has held pretty firm as well where Dejounte seems like he's the one that yields and and is the, the true alpha here. So yeah, Trey Young is, is the guy 9,700 certainly upside. He, he can put 60 fantasy points up. So I like Trey Young probably won't have much Murray. It's just, it's hard for me to do it when, when Trey's sitting just a, a thousand more, the rest of Atlanta is really interesting with, with Callens out and then Callens direct backup probably would have been Hunter, but he's out as well. So yeah, we're going to get guys like, Culver or AJ Griffin or Jalen Johnson. I think those are the, the three names that we're looking at here. And Johnson's 3,200 Culver's 3,700 Griffin 4,500. So agree that they won't play uh, Capella and Okongwu on the floor together. We haven't seen that. Um, so we're, we're going to be looking at one of these three to play the four a little bit. Um, I think the start, well, starting lineup ruled out already too. I just want to like, yep. and Johnson's really banged up um, with an ankle injury. So he did not play. That's where the minutes, that's where the minutes kind of came from for Culver the other night was Johnson didn't play. Hunter didn't play. Collins got banged up and holiday was out. So Culver stepped into 30 minutes and did not um, disappoint active, yeah, I like, think- active, like hustle stats. And that's what I feel like when coaches are looking for that type of stuff. Yeah, I think you want Johnson out to feel good about Culver. Um, if if yeah. Johnson is out, he might be the best value on the slate um, because he will see the minutes. I think like Griffin could start and then Culver comes off the bench still, but Culver ends up playing more minutes. I think that's what they did the, in the last game. Um, I'll have to double check on that. But um, yeah, this this four spot for Atlanta is is super interesting. They're just down several bodies. Yeah, I mean, AJ Bogdanovich does have a chance to come back too. He's he's listed questionable yeah. and he hasn't played all season. I would definitely be off of um, Culver if Bogdanovich plays, for what it's worth. I think like 
Bogdanovich probably doesn't play like normal minutes, but I think he would play enough minutes where that it would just be one of those things where I don't even want to take a shot, especially like I, I still think at the end of the day, I still think AJ Griffin's going to get minutes. He started for Hunter last time Hunter was out. So um, I think the minutes are going to be there for Griffin. So just overall great game. I mean, you're going to need some value somewhere on this slate to stack this game because i mean the stacks of this game are really expensive but 231 and a half total good pace i mean it's not like either one of these teams are great defense i mean atlanta's ninth i think in defensive rating but who's stopping Jokic? um and collins is a good defender so i mean that helps that he's going to be out the lakers are visiting the Milwaukee Bucks, 228 and a half total here. Bucks, eight and a half point favorite. Schroeder, questionable. It wasn't injury related. Um, I thought it, I read something, it was like personal related. Um, wife, I'm pretty sure, like baby. I think it's something like that, if I remember reading that correctly. And then um, Lonnie Walker is questionable with a foot injury. On the Milwaukee side, Abaka and Ingles are out. Um, but the biggest news on the Milwaukee side is Chris Middleton expected to play his first game of the season. Um, it was a wrist injury. I don't know what that would do minutes wise, um, for him because I mean, conditioning wise, I feel like with a wrist, he's probably in pretty good condition. Maybe he sees like six minute stints for 24 minutes. Wouldn't shock me. Um, let's go Lakers side first here. Lonnie Walker would matter. Right? Like he is, he's a 30, 35 minute guy. I mean, that's a lot of minutes to kind of fill in. Uh, I would assume it'd be Reeves. Is that kind of who you're thinking too? Yeah, I, I think so. But I mean, Reeves is already kind of playing that like type of minutes. That that was without Schroeder, though, wasn't it? Um, I'm just double checking. Schroeder played on the 30th last. So, no, I guess Schroeder was it. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe Trey Brown Jr. getting thirty-five minutes. That's who was out last game. Why? Yeah, he was uh, out. Brown Jr. was out last game. Yep. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> what do you like here for the Lakers, Keith? So I don't know that I'm messing with with the secondary pieces here, like. Trying to figure out if, if Brown Jr. and Schroeder both return, trying to figure out who's going to play the 30 minutes. I, I don't know that we need to do that on this big of a slate. If we don't have any other value, maybe. Uh, but it's it's AD and LeBron. Like, that's who I want to play. This is the premier matchup. Like, I don't know that we're going to have the value to bring it back with Giannis on the other side with Middleton returning. Maybe we don't even want to. But I do know that, that AD and LeBron have both been playing extremely well. AD is seemingly getting there every night. Uh, we just we've seen LeBron put up big games in two of his last three. I, you definitely can't play them together because of their price, but it feels like one of these guys, even with a really tough matchup against Milwaukee, who ranks the best in defensive rating, I believe. Yep, um, top defensive team in the league, uh, but still, like these two guys can win in any matchup. Should be a, a fast-paced game. Like, the Lakers should be up for this one. I want some exposure to, to AD and LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's LeBron. 
I don't have a strong lean. Like if I had to pick one right now, I would probably take LeBron over Anthony Davis. I don't think that's saying much though, because I mean, I think I probably go back and forth. Westbrook seven K. Maybe it's Westbrook that gets extra minutes um, because he's kind of been in that like mid twenty five range. I don't know if they want to play him. So like Walker could affect things because if Walker is out, maybe Westbrook, you know, gets. 30 minutes 7k don't think i still play him um going to the milwaukee side of things um i mean the last you know four or five times Giannis has played lebron he had 82 fantasy points the last time 44 58 65 49 61 59 58 63 um that's all since 2017 against lebron they don't play each other a ton but you know the ceiling I think you look at like most of his games are in the 58 to 65 range against LeBron. He had one 82 point game. He had 14 rebounds and 44 points and eight assists in that game. He shot 85%. It was an insane game. Um, he, it's so hard for me to pay 12, three for Giannis on any slate. I don't hate it. I just, are you really like? Are you really getting Giannis Lebron teams? That's forty five hundred dollars a spot. After that, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't think I go there. Middleton coming back doesn't really bother me too much. Um, maybe on Drew more than anything else. Um, we talked about Drew the other night, saying that he was just too cheap, and he finally had a good game. What are your thoughts here um, when it comes to the Bucks? Yeah, kind of similar to you. Like, I want to play some Giannis, but 12-3 is a humongous ass. I imagine he's easier to fit on FanDuel, so that's probably where you get your exposure to Giannis. 12-3 on DraftKings is is really tough unless we have just crazy value open. Right now, I don't see that happening with nobody on a back-to-back. I, I just I don't know that I'm getting there. Like. Giannis can certainly smash in any matchup, but the Lakers have been solid on defense this season, seventh in defensive rating. Middleton coming back does matter a little bit. Like he, they're going to try to get him involved and get like get him in the flow of the team. Like I don't think he plays huge minutes, but like I, I agree with you, twenty four to twenty six is kind of what I had in my mind. That's enough to impact Giannis a little bit and and perhaps lower the ceiling if like they focus on Middleton getting his shot back in rhythm or something like that. Um, it's a tough spot. He's Giannis is so expensive. He, he's on a player. Don't hate the Drew call, not playing Middleton, and I don't have interest in the rest of the team. Um, Going to need some more value, I think, to be able to fit the the LeBron or AD stack. I mean, you're going to need a ton of value. You're going yeah. to need two 3K players to feel comfortable about stacking LeBron or Anthony Davis, one of the two with Giannis. You're going to need two really cheap players. I just don't know if that's going to be the case. It's an 11 game silly. You never know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Allen is going to be affected the most by Middleton coming back for what it's worth. Um, I just don't know if he's going to continue to get 30 plus minutes with Middleton on the floor. We'll see. I'm not playing Middleton. Like if I'm playing anybody from Milwaukee, it's Giannis or drew and that's it 
two good defensive teams. Like the Lakers have low key been a really solid defensive team this year. Um, so yeah. Toronto at Brooklyn, 223 total. Brooklyn, two and a half point favorites uh, on the Toronto side. Precious is out still. Porter Jr.'s out. And then Simmons out for Brooklyn. So pretty, I mean, pretty similar scenarios that we've had so far for Toronto at Brooklyn. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Raptors? I like the spot for the Raptors. Um, their prices are finally starting to adjust with Siakam being back for a couple of games. I still, it's still difficult with everybody in. I think the only guy I have a ton of interest in playing is Siakam. He got up to 34 minutes in the last one. He's a guy who, when he's fully conditioned, will play 38 minutes. So I think there are room up on the minutes. Price tag is at 9,300. Um, this is a guy who was smashing frequently before he went down with that injury. Um, like I'm talking frequent 50, 60 fantasy point nights. This is a great matchup against Brooklyn, so I want to play some Siakam here and jump on it before he has that true big ceiling game. I think this could be the spot that he he breaks back out. His presence kind of takes me off of Van Vliet and a little bit. OG is priced way up since um, he was smashing while, while they were missing some guys. Probably definitely not getting there, but probably don't get to Van Vliet or Barnes either. Just give me some Siakam here. I love Siakam tonight. I feel like he is someone that we saw a four minute increase, and the fact that they're giving him 34 it means we're going to second game back <laughs> like 38. Like this whole Toronto system has no problem running guys out for 40 minutes. So, what's the difference between like 34 and 38 for them? It's not much. Um, <laughs> you mentioned it, and this guy, when he's getting minutes, 50 plus fantasy points. He has shown like this new ability of like getting assists and like having this triple double upside on any given slate. He's getting Brooklyn. He's getting Brooklyn. Um, with that said, like Brooklyn's been a middle of the road defense this year. They've been a lot better than years past. Um, it worries me a little bit that like both of these teams are bottom five in pace. But thirty, if you if you get the minutes right for Siakam and he plays 38 plus minutes and you get that right. He could, he could crush. And I don't think he's going to be that popular on the slate because we have so many good studs. So I love the Siakam call OG at 7,400 with Siakam back, probably going to pass Van Vliet at 7,300 with Siakam back going to pass. Scotty Barnes has been directly in like negative influence with, Siakam back. I'm going to pass. Um, so, I mean, if I was going to play anybody in tournaments outside of Siakam, it'd probably be like Gary Trent Jr. Just a, a hot shooting night, 30 plus minutes. This dude has no problem chucking. And when he's making, he's not going to stop shooting. So, Gary Trent Jr., of all people, would be the other piece to this puzzle um, if I was going to take some shots here in Toronto. Didn't see that one coming, did you? I, like it. I, I can tell by I his didn't, face. I didn't, but I, 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 I like it, though. <laughs> I do. You can tell by his face. He wasn't. He was like, huh? Gary Trent? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brooklyn side of this one. I mean, all right. You know, Simmons out. Kevin Durant, 11K. We've seen him, you know, over 55 fantasy points in back-to-back games now. What are we doing with Brooklyn with no Simmons? So TJ Warren is not on the injury report for the first time all season. He's supposed season. to play. 
Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to play. First time in what two years? I think it's been since we've seen TJ Warren. December of twenty twenty. Yeah, crazy. Hopefully, it goes well for him. Um, I d- that doesn't impact what I want to do with Kyrie and Durant. Kyrie is still a little bit underpriced, in my opinion. Eighty two hundred. I feel like they're ceiling at that price. Um, this is not a great matchup. Toronto, good defense, and you mentioned the pace as well. So, this is a, a tough spot for the Brooklyn side here. The way with Kyrie's price and the way KD has been playing, I think he needs some exposure. Um, Durant has just been going nuts on a nightly basis. 11K is not a comfortable price, especially if you're trying to play Siakam on the other side at 93. So I probably end up on on Kyrie more than I do on KD, um, just because that's what salary is going to allow. But it, it is a stack that I'll have for sure. Claxton at at 6K. Um, yes. yeah, I mean, we were, we thought he was going to smash in the last spot and he didn't quite get there, but this dude has massive upside when Simmons is out. Um, I think, think you can play some Claxton, you know, Royce is going to be out there for minutes, but with, with Warren coming back, I'd be concerned that maybe he'd see like he gets docked two two or four minutes. Um, I, I think they'll ease Warren back in. Like we said, it's been forever since he's been on the court, but it'll impact the rotation a little bit here. I would be shocked if Warren plays more than 15 minutes. Just, uh, that, that's my number. In my head, I would be shocked if he plays more than 15 minutes. I think he gets a little bit of second unit run for six or seven minutes a half, and that's it. Like I, I would be shocked if it's more than that. If he's in the starting lineup, uh, you know, I'll eat my words, but I'd be shocked. But I love Claxton. He's one of my favorite tournament plays. Talked about it the other day against Washington. Talked about in the extra survey. I talked about it everywhere. You know, he receives a very nice bump in rebounds, points, everything. Shot attempts when Simmons is off the floor. He's averaging 44 fantasy points against this team in two meetings this year. He has eight blocks. He scored 14 and 12 and 19 and 11 against this team. And now no Simmons. No Simmons. So They need his size. If he can stay out of foul trouble, that's the biggest thing. If he can stay out of foul trouble in this game, which he's been able to do twice against this team, so knock on wood, he crushes at 6K. Um, I was very, very heavy on him the other day in the props world, going right back to the well. He's one of my favorite rebound point props on the slate. Hopefully it comes into that 21 to 22 range again. I love Claxton today. Love the Siakam-Claxton pairing. Um, I, I think that is a very rare combo that you'll see today, and I think it has a ton of upside. Outside of Claxton, though, Kyrie has he's averaging like 1.1 fantasy points per minute with Simmons off the floor. 45 is just not enough at 8,200 today. There's so many good spots, it's just not enough. Durant's 11 1 or 11,000. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I would, if I'm playing one of those two, I would play KD. I would find the money and play KD. But I'm probably not playing either one of them. I would prefer Jokic for $400 more. We're going to talk about Joel Embiid. I would prefer Tatum over Durant for $100 less. I think I'd even prefer John Morant over Durant today. So he's just not going to make the cut for me. Also, I've said, I say it every podcast, but I'm going to say it again. I don't run 150 teams. Basketball for me is usually one to three. Most nights it's one. And there's no, just not, Durant's just not going to make the cut for me today. Philadelphia at Memphis, 219 total. Memphis, a five and a half point favorite. Harden is out. Maxi's out. Harris is questionable. And then on the Memphis side, Bain, Green, Williams, and Lavare is out. Um, let's go to the Philadelphia side first. Uh, I mean, they, they got absolutely run out of the gym the other night by Cleveland. So you got to kind of look overlook the minutes in that game. Um, Embiid came back against Atlanta the other night and played 35 minutes. I don't think he's on a minutes restriction whatsoever. I think they just got blown out the other night. Uh, Milton has been playing really good, but he's caught up at 6,700. What are your thoughts here on Philly? Yeah, I mean, the pricing on the guys outside of Embiid is kind of appropriate for their rules. Um, it's been over a week, almost 10 days, I think, without Harden and, and Maxi both. Harden seems to be on the brink of the return but not quite going to make it back for this one. Um, like, I think they're they're okay plays. I, I wouldn't make them priorities by any means, but Melton and Milton both in play at that price. Don't love either one. Embiid, I don't, I don't think he's in my top three studs on the slate. Um, you just kind of ran him down. I prefer Jokic for sure. I think I prefer Tatum as well. And then Durant, Embiid, I think would be a close three range and and Moran's in that same conversation as well on the other side of this game I just I don't know if I trust Embiid in this spot here he's fine I just I I think advertising other studs I'll I'll have a little bit I don't know that I end up like double the field or anything though um probably probably try the Milton Melton route on this game I mean it could easily be a game you're just like I'm gonna stay away and I really wouldn't like blame you. Um, Philadelphia, even with all the injuries this season, they're still third in defensive rating. They're still a very good defensive team. They play really slow at 27th in pace. I mean, I could see just saying, hey, it's an it's a big slate at 11 games, and these guys are priced right. And like even on the Memphis side, like you can make an argument for John Morant because he can go for 60 plus, especially with Bain out. But I mean, if I was, I don't know. I don't know. Triple J. I don't love the Memphis side of this game either. That's why I'm, why I'm kind of just like, maybe this game's a fade. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's where I end up here. Like jaw is great, but like, 
I'm not playing an 11K guy in every single lineup. I know that because we just talked about Siakam, who I absolutely love, 9K. There's another 9K guy that I absolutely love coming up here. Um, and then we're Phoenix. The last two games of the night are, are super juicy as well, in my opinion. So we, we, there's still a lot of good stuff left, left to go on this slate. I just, I'm not paying 11K all that often. And I don't know that Ja and, and Embiid are going to be like, it's, it's too much to stack. Kind of like we were talking about with, with Giannis and the AD. It's, it's just too much to want to, to stack the pieces you want in this game. It, it doesn't work price wise. So I, I'm probably off this game also. I mean, the balance route definitely seems doable more than like trying to get like two 11K guys. Um, I, I mean, if I'm playing this game, I'm probably trying, like, Keith, I'm probably trying to get like three or four guys and saying I'm hoping for a really competitive guys getting 38 plus minute type of game and just hoping the, the stack works because individually, I mean, I just don't see it. Like even Ja, like even even John Morant, like fifty-five probably doesn't kill you. Sixty might not even kill you at ten eight. Like I don't know. It's tough. It's an eleven game slate. There's a lot of great spots. We move on. We got New Orleans at San Antonio. Two thirty-two total. New Orleans a seven point favorite. Ingram, Herb Jones, and Little out for New Orleans. McDermott doubtful. Richardson doubtful and Podal out for San Antonio. I mean, Zion got a bump. He's 9K now. Um, he's probably still $1,500 too cheap for his upside and ceiling at 35 plus minutes, especially with Ingram out. So that goes back to the conversation. Am I paying 10-8 for John Morant or am I paying 9K for Zion in a better matchup, in a better environment with more usage? Um, so I think you're looking at... Zion for sure. Trey Murphy has been playing fantastic. I don't see him stopping, especially now that Herb Jones is out as well. So, I mean, those two, and I think you can make a case for maybe taking some shots on like Larry Nance Jr. at 4K today. Um, maybe there's a road for him to play like 25 minutes with no Herb Jones. Um, what are your thoughts on New Orleans? So, McCollum coming back is important. I think that could potentially hurt Murphy. Um, that could hurt Murphy. I forgot yeah. McCollum's back for this game. Yeah, and I just and read the injury report off. <laughs> McCollum, McCollum is cheap. I like McCollum. I love Zion. Even with McCollum back, Zion is one of my favorite plays on the slate. I'd put him right there with with Siakam. I was super heavy on him in the last game. That was a very difficult matchup. This is one of the best matchups in basketball. Zion should absolutely smash. I think McCollum is too cheap also. So I wouldn't hate pairing him there. Like it's going to hurt Zion's usage a little bit. Um, but this, like this matchup, the pace of this game, there, there should be enough to go around here. McCollum is, should be like low eight Ks. He's 7,600. I think he's about $500 too cheap. I don't know that he gets his full run of like 36 minutes, but 32 wouldn't surprise me. 34. Um, and with the discount, I, I certainly think McCollum has upside here. I like Trey Murphy. I've, I've been on his points prop without Ingram and McCollum, and I, I might go back to that again. His his points prop has been coming out at like 14 and a half, and he's just smashing it. He's been over 20 in each of the last three. Um, so if, if his prop comes out again and it's even lower than 14 and a half now because McCollum is expected back, I would jump right on that again. 
DFS wise at 5,700. I don't know if I can pay that. He's overpriced because of the recent performance, I would say. Probably not going any lower. I think maybe Daniels jumps into the starting rotation for Herb Jones. Um, like they'd go Alvarado, McCollum. No, probably not. Murphy, Zion, Valanchunas. So prob- probably not Daniels. Um, but Daniels should see pretty decent run here. He's come up a little bit. He's not minimum price anymore. But the dude's been playing a lot. Um, 4,500. McCollum back definitely affects it, but Herb is out now too. So there are still some minutes to go around. Dyson Daniels at 4,500 is like, he's, he's so cheap that I think if he gets 28 minutes of run, he has a chance to, to do really well at that price. Uh, someone asked in chat, Alvarado, a better FanDuel play. Um, I keep getting locked out of my FanDuel account and it's locked out right now and I'm not going to reset my password and stuff. I'm going to, really quickly try to pull it up on just off the top of my head that makes sense because of his steel upside um he usually gets about two or three steals a game so that would make sense in my head i don't know what his price was okay yeah he was 51 last slate i don't know i probably don't play him with mccollum back i probably don't get to alvarado I, I think I want to target a big in this game. Like I, I think you could potentially look at McCollum. Um because he was he was kind of almost ready Wednesday. Like he was off of the um I'm just gonna call it the COVID list because I forget what it's called right now. It was a health and safety protocols list or whatever. He was off yeah. that Wednesday. They just sat in one more game for conditioning. So I think he comes yeah. back and plays his normal 35 minutes and seventy six hundred is a good price tag if he were to get hot from the field, but Zion is the guy I want here. And like I said, I mean, I like your Daniels call. Um, so that the Alvarado question, actually, maybe they don't start Alvarado. They start C1 and Alvarado jumps into the start. Like, or not Alvarado. Daniels starts over Alvarado. I could definitely see that too. So keep an eye on this Pelicans lineup. I think Daniels will see some significant run and there's potential he could start over Alvarado. Yeah, I mean, starting lineup is going to be huge here. Uh, San Antonio side of this game, you know, no Podal again. Zach Collins, he crushed everyone the other night. Uh, I mean, we got what we wanted, right? We got 27 minutes against OKC. Just didn't. He shot six times. It's the same amount that he's been shooting in 20 minutes. So I think he'd go back to the well on Zach Collins as a cheap play. Probably is he Fandle on Fandle? Is he center only on Fandle? Maybe I don't play him if he's center only on Fandle, just because there's so many, there's so much like opportunity cost that you're you're leaving on the table. I feel like at center only because you get utility spot him on DraftKings at least. But I mean, Vassal is seventy five hundred. I want something right. If I'm playing Zion, I, I want something on this side of the games. Maybe even outside of Collins. So. We talked about Keldon Johnson the other night against OKC. He sees a nice bump in rebounds and points with Podal off the floor. He took 22 shots the other night. He shot 22% from the field and put up 38 fantasy points. If we get him to shoot a little bit better in this game, I think he's the guy that you really want to run back your San Antonio stacks with. I love the Keldon call. I think Vassal has been playing better recently. He is probably a little bit more popular in this spot. 
but I think Kelvin is the better fantasy player even, and he's cheaper. So I like that call a lot. Um, very scoring dependent. And if he doesn't put up the, like 25 points, he's probably not going to get there. Kelvin has multiple paths to get there. Obviously, you'd like to see him shoot better, but he will grab some rebounds and and dish out some assists as well. So um, I like the Keldon call. A- agree with you going right back to Zach Collins. And then depending on, on value on the slate, if there is none, I think the backup center position is interesting here. Um, it was Gorgie Jang in the last game. I Why wouldn't it be Bassey? Like, I don't know if Bassey missed for injury or if he just wasn't in the rotation. I might take some shots on Bassey at, at 3,500. He's a huge per minute producer. Uh, and this is super large field only, obviously, but I don't know if he could get 18 to 20 minutes of run. I think he could, he could pay off a $3,500 price tag. Hopefully some other value opens up. I have to go there. Um, but I, I do think whoever's playing behind Collins is, is interesting. Just just without looking, Keith, what do you think Keldon Johnson's point prop is in Vegas right now? It's out. I'm just curious what you think it is. Um, 19 and a half. It's 22 and a half. They okay. agree with us 100%. Yeah. All right. We're moving along. We got Indiana at Utah. 239 and a half total. <laughs> this is the game. That everyone's going to open this slate and circle. Um, unless they are still in that mindset of Utah is a good defensive team that plays slow because they're not um, anymore. That's not this Utah team. That is years past. The biggest news on the slate is Halliburton's questionable. Um, we'll see if he plays or not. It's a, I think it was a left groin. He left the Sacramento game and never came back. Game was a blowout. Don't know if it was that or that, but... Duarte's out, Tice is out, Conley and Gay remain out for Utah. Utah five-point favorite in this 239 and a half. If Halliburton doesn't play, let, let's just start with that. Let's because if Halliburton plays, I, I think we're both going to have a ton of interest in Halliburton at 9,600 going against Utah. Massive total. If Halliburton sits, how do you not play Martin Martin? Martin? Matherin? Matherin. Matherin. Yeah, um, Matherin. Yep. How do you not play him? Like, how you do you not just say <laughs> click? Like on every team, like I get the game theory aspect of it, but I mean, it's not TJ McConnell. It's not TJ McConnell. Maybe you play him some, maybe you play some Andrew Numhard, but how do you not play Matherin if, if Halliburton sits in this game? Yeah, I agree. I think McConnell probably starts. Um, Don't care. Just to, just to run the point a little bit and Matherin <laughs> stays off the bench, but you're absolutely right. Like, the usage that is going to be spread around is going to fall right in the lap of Benedict Matherin. So I I completely agree. He's a smash at 5,600. I have interest in him even if Halliburton plays. Like, he he's correctly priced if, Mal- uh, if Halliburton plays. If Halliburton's out, he's the, he's the best value on the slate. I completely agree with you. This is also a phenomenal matchup for, for Miles Turner. Um, Dean has talked yes. about it several times uh about utah's struggles in the paint and giving up the most uh points in the paint like turner like 7300 doesn't feel like a comfortable price to pay for miles turner because he is very prone to foul trouble and he's very prone to just putting up a complete dud but he also has a 55 60 point fantasy ceiling and this is absolutely a spot that he could get there um not a, i don't think he'll be 
extremely highly owned. I think people, especially if Halliburton's in, Halliburton out, maybe he picks up some ownership. Um, but I'll I'll have some Turner either way. I think he could smash in this spot. Buddy Heald is fine too, just because of game environment. We know he can get hot shooting threes. Um, but yeah, if Halliburton's in, he's the priority with all three of Turner, Heald, and Matherin in play for me. Halliburton out, Matherin the best play on the slate with tons of exposure to Turner and Heald as well. So, I mean, really quick, taking Halliburton and Duarte off the floor, Benedict has a 35% usage rate, but Turner's <laughs> averaging 1.5 fantasy points per minute. Turner is Ooh, crushing 8% usage bump um, for Matherin. So love both yeah. of those guys. The other guy that could potentially fly under the radar is Buddy Heald. Huge increase yeah. in fantasy point per minute um, with no Halliburton. Halliburton plays... I still like Turner. I think Turner's a fantastic call. Um, Utah. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> listen, I mean, people are just stuck in the mindset of this. You know, Utah's a good defensive team, and they're just not. They're not. Marketing. Going to the other side of this game, Lori Marketing. 7900 is a really fair price tag. Goes back to the conversation of maybe we don't need anybody over 10 k I mean, yeah, there's some yep. fantastic plays over 10K today, but Clarkson 71, Markin 79. This is the best game on the slate as far as pace, defense, matchup. I mean, Sexton's 55. They don't want to price him up, even though he keeps going 7X every night. So, I mean, the Utah Jazz has a lot to like in this matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Indy really struggles on the defensive end. They're going to push it on the, on the offensive end, especially if Halliburton is in there. I, I love marketing in this spot. He's too cheap. Like They just won't price him up. He shows 40-point ceiling almost every night. Um, 7,900 is too cheap. I like the Sexton call as well. He's been seeing more minutes here recently, uh, at least 30 in his last three. As high six, I so love that call, um, especially anytime Conley is out. I'll be looking to play him. Beasley, I think, depending on value on the slate, he's a guy who can get hot with, from th the three-point line and put 25 points in the bucket. I don't hate that as a value play if we're lacking for it on this slate just because I love this game environment. A massive total here. Olenek is never someone I, I love to play. Um, he's still cheap enough. He's absolutely in play. I probably just matched the field on him. Clarkson feels a little pricey. I'd, I'd rather save the money and go down to Sexton, um, but he's certainly in play. He's shown off some ceiling as well. 7,100 just feels a bit pricey. I probably play, play Sexton a lot more than I play Clarkson. The cheap um, big guys in this game in general, Jalen Smith, he left the game the other night with like a face injury, um, but he should be back to like the 25-minute role. We talked about how bad Utah is against bigs. Vanderbilt, like – these are two tournament guys that have seven to eight X like upside um, that you can take some, you know, some tournament shots on. So don't hate either one of those guys. Moving on Houston at Phoenix, 229 total Phoenix, 11 and a half point favorites. Same guys. Tate's out. Cam Johnson's out. CP three's out. Um, Crowder remains without being with the team. Um, I haven't read into that. I don't know what's going on. I don't maybe did he retire? And I don't know. Um, Houston, side of this game i mean 
This is a tough one. If this game stays close, I, I could see Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., or um, Sengun, like have a decent games. Like, I mean, one of those guys is going to have to have a decent game if the game's going to stay close. What are your thoughts here on Houston? Yeah, I, exactly that. Um, I want to play some Phoenix because Houston's one of the best matchups in basketball. Um, it's those top three that you just mentioned, KPJ, Green, or Shingun. Um, they're all priced about appropriate if they just put up their medium fantasy points, but they all have big ceiling as well. As far as pick which one of the three, I'd probably go Shingun just for the, the matchup. Um, he has the most volatile minutes also, so it's kind of hardest for him to hit. If he's playing well, though, I could see them him getting his 30 minutes of run, and he would absolutely smash that price tag. I don't love that that he's center, um, where we usually have a ton of great plays. So I don't know how much I get. I think I just I, I have a slight preference to him. Um, but KPJ, Jalen Green, both fine as well. I'll have exposure to all three uh, because I think the Phoenix side of this looks pretty good. So I mean. Booker or Aiden running it back with Sangoon, Green, or Porter, I think is how I would approach this game. Um, yep. Booker, if Booker has a good game, like he, he's just been insane here recently, um, shooting the ball just lights out. And it's Houston. Um, so it's not like the matchup gets worse here by any means. I mean, they're one of the worst. I think they're third worst in the NBA in defensive ratings. So, I mean, this is a great spot for Booker. It, it's just, who am I running it back with? Um, and, like, if you're playing a bunch of teams, I, I think you could potentially look at, like, a booker and combo and run it back with, like, um, one of those Houston guys because ayton has been playing really good, too. Um, and it's kind of yeah. quiet. Over 50 fantasy points in three of the last four games. Um, his shot attempts are way up. His rebounding is through the roof right now. I've been playing him a lot on prize picks and sleeper and I'm not going to stop because they just haven't adjusted and I haven't looked today, but they haven't adjusted to, to like Aiton's like production recently. Nick's Claxton, by the way, 21 and a half rebounds and points over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talk to me here. What do you like for the Phoenix side of this game? Yeah. Booker has been insane recently. 95 actual points in his last two games. Like dude has just been on fire um, from everywhere uh, playing really well. It's the rebounds. Like, like you mentioned, he's been, he's had at least 12 boards in like five straight games, which he was not rebounding well to be in. So that, that's to see price. Hasn't quite adjusted to this new level of production. I think both of them are absolute smash plays. Um, yeah. I mean, those are the two I want. Campaign is still cheap. I don't, hate that um just because of this game environment against houston this is a fantastic matchup for him he's really cheap he's also struggled a bunch here recently um but this is a spot i could see him getting right and then bridges is, is another guy who's probably scoring dependent and struggles to find his three-point shot at times but when it's on he could pay off that price tag as well um but yeah booker and eight in the priorities for sure bridges and pain secondary pieces if, if you want to go deeper Finish it out with Chicago at Golden State, 234 and a half. Man, um, coming down the stretch here, these nine o'clock games, you hope you have players left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Golden State is seven point favorite. 
Ball and Iggy. I mean, these two teams are very healthy coming into this game. DeRozan's 8,300. We've talked about a lot of guys kind of being underpriced. DeRozan's going to shoot 25 times in this game, if not more. Um, I I think he's a great play. I think he's going to fly under the radar. I I think that this is a great spot to look at him on the points prop side of thing as well. Um, Am I overthinking this, or is DeRozan like really solid here and we're looking at 35 plus actual points. Uh, I don't think you're overthinking it at all. I agree with that. Um, Levine has struggled a little bit this season. Like he hasn't been the same guy as he was last year when it was tough to play DeRozan and Levine when they were both healthy. But this season, it seems DeRozan is, is clearly ahead. He's playing better than Levine. Um, so I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, I think Vooch is in play too. Good matchup here. Golden State. State just hasn't been the same defensive team all season long. They play really fast. So this is like, I don't love targeting Chicago generally, but this is a good storm. Last game of the, the night. I think it makes some sense to, to hold some exposure. Agreed. DeRozan would be the play here for Chicago. Mix in Vooch a little bit as well. And Levine's fine too. I, he just hasn't been getting it done as often, uh, but he's I, theoretically cheap enough where he could, he could find 50 fantasy points at 7,200 and, and pay it off. But, I'll, I'll be less exposure to Levine than to DeRozan and Vooch. Yeah, I mean, I probably don't play Levine for what it's worth. Uh, $7,200 price tag. Like, if you think that – if he if you think he can shoot a, a, a solid game, I mean, this is a really fair price tag for him. I just like DeRozan more. Um, I keep saying this about Vooch. He's just consistent right now. Um I think his ceiling is kind of limited. He, I think what I said the other day, I counted it. I don't think he's shot over 20 times in a game yet this season. So I I just think his ceiling's capped. Um, And that's where I worry the most about Vooch. But I mean, I love DeRozan. If I was going to pick out of Vooch and Levine, I'm probably opposite of you. I probably would take Levine over Vooch. I do think like Levine has a higher ceiling overall. I don't think this is the slate for Patrick Williams or AU or any of these other guys. Um, I, I really think you're playing one of the three studs or two of the studs. Um, Gordon Drogic is going to be in the mix for some minutes as well. Like even if it's 15, it's taking enough away where, you know, AU or, or Colby White are not getting like it just play one of the three guys. If you're playing one of the Chicago guys. Um, and then on the golden state side, I mean, Steph has been, just phenomenal this season he's chucking um and that's what you want to see out of him clay as well um what are your thoughts here on golden state uh, yeah steph would would be the play um I, again he's in that almost 11k range that's going to be hard to get to on this slate i think so i will look at other cheaper pieces clay i think would be my prayer here at say you need it. You need the three-point shot to be falling for him to pay that off. Um, he's been inconsistent this season, but at six K, he hits four or five threes. You, you'd be in business. Um, Wiggins, I, I don't mind. Draymond, I don't mind. But neither of them really feel like they have the ceiling. Um, so, like, I wouldn't kick them out of the lineup, especially if I had a Chicago piece in it. Um, but don't don't love them. I, Curry and Thompson w- would be the two targets, I think. I'm just not sure how much I can get to Curry. 
that's the problem today, right? Like just we're we're on the last game of the slate and we we've gotten through it and my 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 brain keeps telling me like I don't need to play anybody over 10k. And, and like it's really weird on the 11 game slate, but I mean Trey Young 9700, Siakam 93 if Halliburton plays 96, Zion 9k, Porzingis 8700. Bradley Beal, 8,400. DeRozan, 8,300. Like, my brain just keeps telling me, like, three or four of these eight, 9K guys instead of one or two 10K guys. Um, and I think that's how I'm going to build my team today. I mean, that's that's where I'm looking at. I'm with you there. I mean, I didn't necessarily have that feeling coming into this slate, but after talking through it, there's not there's almost no 3k value. Maybe some opens up and it makes it easier to play the 10k range. But as of right now, the 8-9k range has a ton of upside and it's just it's much easier to access with not as much value on the slate. All right. Play the morning grind game and then we are going to get out of here. Favorite play under 5000 on DraftKings to go 7x. Who do you got? Um, I don't even think I mentioned him when we were talking about this game. Uh, the matchup against Orlando, I, I love. Levert at 4,700 with no Jared Allen and possibly more than likely no Kevin Love again. He smashed in his last game. He has a fantastic matchup against Orlando. Um, 4,700 is, is too Levert can get 30 minutes again. I like that call. Um, I don't know if we brought him up. I mean, that's we're doing an eleven game slate and trying to do it in, do it in an hour. You're going to miss some people. Um, originally, I had this guy as my let's get weird GPP play of the day, but I'm going to put him as my favorite um, 7x because we're waiting on some injury news. Give me Jalen Smith from the Pacers. I love the big man matchup here against Utah. I think this game is fantastic. I think he's back to 25 plus minutes in this game. Um, I mean, he's kind of blowout proof if it gets to that point, which I don't think it will. So I'll go Jalen Smith as my favorite 7X play under 5K. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? I'm going to go Giannis. Just that price tag, he certainly could get there, but tough matchup against the Lakers. AD on the other side. LeBron there as well. I just, I'm going Giannis. Um. My gosh, my first thought is Anthony Davis. I'm gonna stick with it. My my gut tells me Anthony Davis. Um, so I'm gonna say Anthony Davis is the bust today. Uh favorite six X play. Any price range, any ownership, anything. Who do you have as a six X play today? I love Zion Williamson. I was way overweight last late that he was on. He absolutely smashed. He's in a better matchup today. 9K, not enough for Zion. Love it. Um, you know, we talked about him. I, I'm with you. Um, love this spot. I think he is... I think he's going to crush. Um, I'm going to go to that Phoenix game. DeAndre Ayton, 7,900. It's my favorite 6X play. If this game stays remotely close, if this game stays remotely close, Ayton's going 50+. plus. Um, Maybe even if it doesn't. I think we're going to see a big game today from DeAndre Ayton. So I like him a lot today. 
Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who is your let's get weird GPP play of the day? This one might be too weird, but the there are some center minutes available for the Spurs. Collins struggled in 27 minutes in their last game. I think they might go back to Charles Bassey here at 3,500. Uh, Jang is there as well, so he like it's possible he's just out of the rotation. Um, Hurdle out. I'm interested in targeting that, targeting that situation. I think Collins is is fairly popular right now as value sits. I think Bassey is a decent swerve off of him if he can see some minutes here. I like it. Um, I have no issues with that whatsoever. My let's get weird GPP play today is going to be DeMar DeRozan. Don't see DeRozan getting a ton of ownership here, 8,300 on an 11-game slate. He's very point, like very, very point um, heavy. Like you're going to need him to get 30 to 35 points today, and I think this is a great matchup for him to do it. I think this game is going to be very competitive, um, and he's your hammer. I mean, <laughs> including that entire Indiana um <laughs> Oh, game. I mean, the the late yeah. game. Don't like, check your scores before nine o'clock Eastern. Like it doesn't yeah, matter. So I don't ever, I don't ever tend to do this, but I might even like throw some lineups at that like three game nine o'clock slate, just because I think those three games are fun. Um, and why not? Because it'd be Friday, and we're not doing anything. Let's be honest. Um. Any, any, any bets, uh, player props, anything that you like over unders against spread? Any, any bets standing out to you night before? So that Miami Boston game total sitting at two twenty four and a half. We just saw this game go nuts. I think both of these teams are overrated defensively at this point. Like they just they haven't been playing defense to what their reputation says. So I like the over in that game again. All right. Um, my, I'm actually going to do a player prop for my favorite bet today. I'm going back to the well on Nick's, Nick Claxton. I'm going to write this up on scores and odds. So if you're hanging out um, on the podcast, you get first joy at it. Um, over 21 and a half points and rebounds. Way too low. Um, I know he had a bad game the other night. I don't even know if he necessarily had a bad game. He just didn't have an above average game. So I'm going back to the well on Claxton. I love this spot for him. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of it in fantasy prop sites. I've already put up like two or three of them uh, for like, I jumped on this one already. Like I'm in it. I'm, I'm going, um, he shot six times the other night, whatever. We're going to do better. And Claxton's going to do better. This is an amazing matchup. They're going to need a size. Give me Claxton. Um, our sleeper game. I forgot to ask Keith before, so I'm just going to give out. Um, I'm going to give out a three four today. You can do this classic and try to get three x for three correct, or you can go all in like I'm going to do for six x. I'm going to go Demar Derozan over twenty six and a half points, DeAndre Ayton over thirty three and a half points, rebounds and assists, and Claxton over twenty three and a half points, rebounds and assists. Um, I was hoping to get the Claxton number. With points and rebounds, they don't have it. I'll take the points, rebound, and assist on that confidence. So going all in, trying to get that 6X to end the week. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. If you're checking out the NFL podcast, it's up on YouTube. And where you, wherever you listen to your podcast, it's up there as well. Keith and I did that yesterday. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We'll be back Monday talking some more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.